Hello, everyone, and welcome to the one-year anniversary edition of the Gambit Podcast. I am Solo Base Fifteen. I am here with my good friend Zareth with a brand new camera. Look at that fancy thing! <laughs> How are you tonight, Zareth? Super well, Solo. I'm still <laughs> not really liking this video as much. I need. I think I'm. I need to change some settings, but hopefully. Uh, it's not too bad, and I'm excited. I like this is this is huge. We've uh, we've made it one year. <laughs> we have, we have. Um, so speaking of big things coming in a year, um, the news for this year <laughs> or this week, I should say, is Galactic Challenges literally start it start uh, tomorrow. Start, and when uh, oh people are listening to this it'll actually they'll actually be starting uh the day that they listen to this um so what are your thoughts on that <laughs> i don't know uh it's gonna and we're getting we're gonna have so much new stuff to cover we're, we're delayed by one day which is a little bit frustrating um of course my work hates me and then we're, we were delayed by a few extra hours even um, today, or not a few extra hours, a few extra minutes today. Um, my my work just uh, has been has been pretty mean to me lately. So um, that being said, man, I'm so excited, so excited to be back doing live streaming. So excited that we get a new game mode. Uh, this is all going to be pretty cool, I think. Yeah. What are I, your I, thoughts, Solo? I. I really hope it's going to be cool. I'm so I have up on the screen the schedule of the planets and um, the factions that they're going to be using, and it's. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, Zareth, you're apparently really low. So let me boost your mic up. Thanks, Bodie. Um, Zareth, talk for a second. Hello, hello, hello. All right. How's that? Hopefully better. Hello. If not, people are here to hear me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, all good. Perfect. I am excited to see how this plays out. Um, we're starting with the Separatist and the Sith tomorrow. Uh, you know, I have both factions in pretty good shape when it comes to relics. So I'm hoping that it's kind of start with, I'm not expecting easy, but start a little, a little more smoothly than when we get into like the old Republic <laughs> period yeah, no or, or something like that. But you look at the rest of the factions that they have and I have, I have decent gear on most of them. So I'm, I'm sort of excited about that. So where can fi people find that if they uh, if they don't know where it is? So they um, CG released a state of the galaxy report. So that's what's up on the screen. If you're listening to this now and not watching, it was posted on the forums on August seventh, so about five days ago. Um, and you can find it in the dev news and announcements section. If you go to our uh, Discord server as well, you can find it. Uh, we have uh, a bot that automatically pulls uh, forum updates. It's in the forum update section. You can find it there as well. And 
Jedi Master Adastra, thank you for the uh, congratulations. Time really does fly. <laughs> um, so I, I just now noticed the meme that you put up. I oh, did that. you? <laughs> Someone went and made a meme for us. It's so fun. It's like they did. They did. Here, things. let me put it up on the screen again. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. That actually, so I found that, uh, or I saw it, what, about two weeks ago. But then we had all the troubles last week. Um, so it got, it got put up this week. Nice. It was worth it. Uh, <laughs> well, we were yeah, correct. That's, Thank that's you, Vague. Um, yeah, so these galactic challenges, the way they're set up, they're, it almost feels like they're set up like almost like uh, Grand Arena seasons where you can see, like, the Separatist and Sith event is going to last six days. Um, then the Empire and Bounty Hunters, another six days. Then the rest of them are all kind of in two-day segments. So I wonder what the timing is or why that timing is set up like it is. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. I, I honestly, I mean, we can go into wild speculation, which is always fun, but... I, <laughs> I just really can't wait until tomorrow to know. <laughs> Man, I've I've been spending money on this game, and I my the cynical side of me says that there's a money reason for the things that they're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, there. I mean, there has to be. There has <laughs> well, to be. There, there's clearly a money reason. I guess my my biggest thing is is more like, uh, like a lot of these things. Uh, there's going to be old republic, and we're all just uh, I don't know. My cynical side is saying there, it's not going to be doable by just Gear Twelve, Old Republic. Like we're going to need a bunch of Gear Thirteen or something. But that being said, I really hope that that's false. I, uh, I well, so the way I read this, and I, I mean, I could be completely wrong. I probably am. Is it sounds like there's kind of, almost like there's going to be different levels of things. So even if you're a newer account. Um, you know, with gear 10 or something, you're going to be able to do at least part of it. I'm kind of thinking like assault battles where there's kind of, there's different tiers that you get to do, but I do expect that you're going to want heavy relics when we get to the end sections of it, whatever those end sections are. Yeah. I, I'm, and it's, I mean, they made a new game mode and it would be completely boring if it was a, it, approachable for every single level of the game frankly like right. i can understand i can understand why people would want certain characters but it's always been very off-putting to me when you, when i go on a reddit or something and people are like uh you know like i deserve to have unlocked x character and it's like you you kind of just don't like <laughs> you're not you're just not like the you're not as high high end uh, you know as whatever like i nothing against people who have, who have started more recently but i do think that you know it's frustrating when someone's like well why can't everyone just get this character unlocked the very first time like why can't and my question is like why can't it be exclusive for people who've been playing for like a really long time instead <laughs> i i mean i am probably an elitist but I, I kind of said that when the Jedi Knight Luke came out and everyone's like I'm a two million account I can't get him and part of me was kind of like 
Yeah, but you will be able to. Why do Why do you need right. need it today? <laughs> but I don't know. Um, oh yeah, exactly. Like it just kills me when people are like, "I deserve this thing <laughs> that is end game, and I'm not end game, but I deserve it anyways." And uh, and I'm like, "Do Do you even end game, bro? Like, <laughs> like I just wish you would stop." You know, yeah. nothing against people who don't have all of this stuff and can't like, and nothing against wanting them, but it's like my alt can't get Jedi Luke the first try or the second right. or the third, probably, you know, your, your alt might be able to, but. Uh, well, no, my alt, my alt didn't get, and my alt is going to be able to get it. I actually just got Captain Han um, to gear 12 today, and that's the final my final piece to get to gear 13. So uh, my alt will be able to get it soon, um, but it didn't get it the first time. That's fantastic. Yeah. My my uh, alt is nowhere approaching ready for it. I think I just <laughs> unlocked Wampa recently. Oh God, Wampa is so fun. So uh, we'll get to this a little later, but... Um, I'm putting together, literally, I stopped to do this podcast, the video of good old Maurice's attacks and my attacks, because he sent me his attacks when we faced each other. And both of us used Wampa, had to use Wampa, I should say, on our attacks. And both of us probably wouldn't have cleared the zone if we didn't have Wampa. So he is so, he is so good. I'm so glad that Jedi Knight Luke made me get him <laughs> to gear 13 and relic level 3. That's, I know. I was just thinking that too. I, I in one of my matches recently, I, actually a couple of them recently, I've been using Wampa with Bastila, and it's such a such a wonderful combination, especially in three v three. And the only way I've won a couple of these matches, though, have been because Wampa is relic three. And I'm like, right. man, I, I wish, I wish I'd done this previously. I don't know why I was dragging my feet, but yeah, my my one attack. I so. I use Wampa with Vader. I use in 3v3, it's a Vader, Wampa, Zalbar team. And I went up against, what was it? It was Phasma, Red Panda, and First Order Stormtrooper. Red Panda destroyed Zalbar and Vader. But there's Wampa just hanging on, just ends up soloing the team after Vader, Vader and uh, Zalbar were killed off. It was fantastic. It's so much fun, dude. It, it's really yeah. fun. People here, uh, Froda Prevails just asked if uh, they should put one Zeta, two Zetas, or both. I don't know what that... <laughs> one Zeta, have... two Zetas, or both. <laughs> it seems like that's redundant a little bit, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I actually have always wondered which Zeta was better. Everyone, because here's the funny thing to me is I'll talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, well, he only needs one. And like the, the I'm going to put the good Zeta on Wampa. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, so, so which one is it? And like almost split down the middle, everyone has the, an opinion on which one is actually the good Zeta. Yeah. Which tells me that they're both the good Zeta. So when I got him R3, I just put both Zetas on and I can't tell you I'm winning battles solely because he has both Zetas, but I can tell you I'm winning battles with both Zetas. So if it's up to me, I would say both. 
mostly because I don't know what they do uh, off the top <laughs> of my head. And I had both of them, and I tried to look quick, and they both looked good. So <laughs> one of them, so one of them, uh, when he does his roar, it causes healing immunity. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, that's the Zeta that lets you use him against first order. So. I mean, I guess you don't need the Zeta, but it's going to limit who you can attack. Yeah, I think I think that that Zeta is my favorite, personally. The other one is a fun theory crafting one. It's like, look at how much I could potentially ramp up my damage. But then the reality is, usually the teams that he's on, you can't get anywhere near the potential that you think you can. Yeah. And in the end, it's just kind of a waste. It's kind of... I don't know. That's just kind of my observation, but... So both and neither. Got it. <laughs> Glad we could help. You now see the problem with Wampa, uh, Froda. Uh, nobody can agree on the Zetas, but like Forsu said, neither Zeta's bad, but neither is necessary. Um, I like mine fully Zated, though. I, I honestly... I don't regret either of them. Yeah, I don't think I would regret them. I, I haven't done them yet. Uh, I will eventually. Right now, I'm I'm saving them for Mon Mothma. I actually just randomly did a Mon Mothma Zeta uh, just so my six-year-old could play him in Galactic War. So, <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, I last week, I got Mon Mothma double Zeta, so I, I agree there as well. It's... Uh, Either way, I think, however, I think all the different versions of Wampa are to be cherished. <laughs> yes, yes. And if Endal was here, he would tell you get Wampa as high relic as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, though, honestly, and Endal might really just, you know, I would be interested to see what he, he'd say. But I, I think that, I think that Wampa, um, I think... I think he would actually, even Endal would say that you don't need Wampa to be uh, like Relic 7 to be effective. Yeah, yeah, prob probably. I mean, I so R3 is the minimum for Wampa. I did get him up to R4 just because I, I truly enjoy Wampa. So it's like, ah. and I'm thinking about R5, but that's really going into my matchmaking GP and I'm trying to avoid that at the moment. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Matchmaking GP has it suddenly becomes like, like the top consideration for me. I mean, it's been my consideration for a long time anyways. It's just, it's just funny how like this obsession, uh, like what, uh, and it's, it's not gonna, it's not really a spoiler at all. I've, I've told people I was going to do it and then I I've actually did it on stream and everything. Uh, but I just unlocked Ray and what I did to unlock Ray was uh, I locked in to Grand Arena uh, to week three to keep my matchmaking GP low. All of my, all of my resistance characters were at like relic zero. <laughs> and uh, so, so low matchmaking GP. Then I... I geared everyone up to Relic 7 or to whatever the requisite relics are. And uh, and then I, I jumped 
you know, I, I just went turbo into farming Ray. I got her up to relic seven. And so now my matchmaking GP spiked, but I actually have Ray to, uh, to show for it rather than just like, Hey, look guys, uh, resistance pilot is part of my top 65 matchmaking, <laughs> you know, like it, my matches are dictated based partially on how good my resistance pilot is. <laughs> like, yeah. It yeah. makes me cringe to say that. Uh, and who knows, I, I actually haven't looked. Maybe my resistance pilot still is part of that uh, algorithm for top 65. My guess is not, but uh, at least I have Ray. So, yeah, Ray. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> there's, the, there's the dead joke you're all waiting for. <laughs> uh, yeah, my guess, though, on your roster's resistance pilot is nowhere near your top 65. So I mean, you're saying I should relic him further. Uh, yes, exactly. And because uh, when I uh, well, I have a I have a few more G thirteen new. Now that you're actually, I haven't checked. Now that you've gotten Ray, how that's changed? Because I know you were holding back on some of the resistance for a little while, and I haven't gotten anyone G thirteen since Supreme Leader Kylo. Um, but yeah, we might be close now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, resistance pilot is, I think, like my ninetieth highest character or something ridiculous like that even at what r3 is she's at yeah r3 is the where yeah where she has to be yeah in fact the vets uh vet han and vet chewy are um at 84 and 85 at r3 and zated which tells you about my top 80 gp there. <laughs> well, top 80 isn't even a consideration anymore, really. Oh, there's Endall. Speak of the devil. Uh, yeah. Ah, Endall's here. We were just talking about you and your love for Wampa. <laughs> and you like Relic 7 for your Wampa. Do you recommend that for everyone, Endall? Or is can, can it be sufficient to have lower Relics? <laughs> or just curious. Uh, and <laughs> Anyways, that we're we were speculating on what what you would say, but yeah, um, yeah I, I'm just excited. I'm just excited that honestly that the grind is over, and I even have a relic wampa. There's been so many grinds that have been going on: the Supreme Leader Kylo grind, the uh, the Jedi Luke grind. Now I just finished the Ray grind. We've been grinding on this podcast for a full year. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I am. When I finished Kylo, I was a little lost. I was like, because what? Since January, literally January, there has been these forced, if you want the GL farms of here are these 26 characters and then you throw in Jedi Knight Luke with another nine. So what? These 37 characters that you have to gear up to gear 13. And then I finished them and I sat there and was like, now what do I do? Yeah, I know. You feel kind of <laughs> <It's>, lost, huh? <laughs> it's, it, it's honestly a, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I took every new character and I just got them up to, well, Mon Mothma is still gear 10 because she is horrible to gear. But just start bringing everyone up to gear 11 so that when they are free-to-play farmable in 7-star, I can just add one or two pieces to get them to gear 12. Because I figure 
that's not going to mess with my matchmaking GP, but it should be sort of useful in the future. Yeah, and you and I have talked about that before. Like, for a while, we were pretty well caught up on all of the characters, and uh, we were in a good place, and then Galactic Legends happened, and it was like, wow, we are way far behind suddenly, um, <laughs> which is crazy. But, uh, like, we've talked about it before. Once you get to that point, like, it, it's, a, it's a pretty nice luxury, of course, but once you get to that point, it's wonderful to just be able to uh, to just once you farm things you can just uh or before before you can even farm them you can get all the new characters up to higher relic levels or yeah. to higher relic to uh higher to gear yeah gear 11 so you know like trying to get those uh all to that point um i mean that that's the ideal i i did that actually with mandalorian and uh grief already but um it's not I don't know. I barely use them, frankly, but it's nice to have them all so that once you do have them farmed, you don't have to worry about as much gear. Yeah, I um I actually use grief kind of frequently. I have I just got Mandalorian gear 11 uh at the start of season or round 3. And so I I ended up not having to use him last round. Um but he's there just in case. And so I have good old Maurice in my bracket again this time. and So silly. <laughs> he, and he literally said at some point today that his defenses obviously weren't hard enough. So I expect if I face him again, <laughs> I might need the Mandalorian <laughs> for one of my attacks. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that sounds likely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it... I think one interesting thing is, so people are like, oh yeah, Cara Dune is good with that. And then I keep seeing uh, people like not using Cara Dune with Mon Mothma. And maybe maybe it's because no one's really using Mon Mothma that much right now because she's not as good in 3v3. Um, or, I don't know, like people aren't just spending on her as much. I know that the Krakens I know all spent on her, so. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you... I, I faced Caradun, a relic Caradun, at 319 speed. Um, Darth Cohen, thank you for the follow. Good to see you here, sir. Um, I, I can tell you that his Cara, or good old Maurice's Cara, caused me issues in planning on how I was going to attack that team because a 319 speed tank on a CLS team frankly, um, is absurd. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely has that potential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was also on a CLS team and not Mon Mothma. I, I think Mon Mothma's going to be a 5v5 character. It's almost going to be like, well, compare them to Geo's left and right, but the Geo's just aren't as scary in 3v3 as they are in 5v5 because you take away hive mind you you can't get all the pieces of the puzzle on and i think that's going to be mon mothma's problem but kara i think does have a place in 3v3 if you have her 
Yeah, not that I would recommend spending for it for 3v3. I just, no, no. You know, I, I'm just really, I'm so intrigued at what's going to happen next because challenges, I just don't know. I don't buy that galactic challenges are going to just be, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to say it. Like, I, I, I'm not that excited for galactic challenges, maybe is what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know what, what we're gonna, what's the next big release? What's the big, you know, like we'll, we'll get these challenges. Are we gonna get new like content, like characters and stuff? Like I loved how long they spent in, uh, on Geonosha, Geonosian characters and, you know, like Galactic Republic got a huge rework or at least they got new characters. Um, so did Separatists, you know, they're like one of the most, uh, geared I think they're probably per character the most geared faction I own in fact are separatists it's like Poggle's the only one who's gear 12 and the rest are gear 13 kind of thing um, and I don't know what what to expect from challenges like they'll just suddenly be here and they'll be part of the game and they'll, they might be fun they might be boring and they're probably going to be rage inducing on some level I'm curious to see what like is it also going to have themes of characters that, you know, like, are we going to have characters released with alongside it? I'm just. I'm, yeah, I'm more excited for what rewards they have. And if we get a new currency and a new store, than I am for the challenges themselves. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, you're, uh, you're, you're, it, it makes sense on some levels. Like I understand kind of what you're saying, but yeah. I, I also think that it's a little <laughs> like, I don't think we're going to be able to use the currency on the things we want to use the currency on. Yeah. DJ Scrim. Thank you. Oh, Oh, my time is messed up on my computer. Thank you for the follow that just happened. Uh, and the galactic challenges start tomorrow, allegedly. Um, yeah, they should. They're rolling out the updates right now, and yeah, we should have, we should have the galactic challenges tomorrow, for better or worse. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Title update in the middle of TW for the win. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Not only TW, but the start of Grand Arena is attacks as well. Um, so, <laughs> oh yeah, our TM is going to be so weird. <laughs> Do not attack right at the start of Grand Arena. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting day tomorrow. It is. Yeah, the especially like the the turn meter changes are going to like if the title update messes it messes things up. Like uh, I'm going to be super frustrated if. Yeah. Halfway through, they're like, oh, sorry, the, the last season or the last week of Galactic or of GAC is just canceled because yeah. uh, we, we didn't fix turn meter the right way. Oh, that Fort Mort, welcome to the stream, sir. Fort um, Mort is going to join us on this show in a week. He's going to yes, be our guest. next week. Um, yeah, and you actually just brought up the turn meter thing that we haven't talked about yet. And so, uh, layman's version of this is now if you have somebody that has full 
turn meter, and then somebody else gets bonus turn meter. There's kind of like an overflow period where you can have 108% or 112% turn meter now. And if you're exactly tied on turn meter, say like on a bonus turn, like Han going first, it's faster Han wins. So it's going to be really interesting to see how people um, mod their characters, specifically Han. I mentioned Han because he is the glaring one of who goes first, because if you can guarantee your Han goes first, uh, that's usually a good benefit for you. Um, well, and they did say that Han would go first. Yeah, but I mean like Han and Han, like oh. mirror match Han, basically. Um, uh, yeah, that which is which is going to be super weird. Yeah, I, it it will be. Um, Akbar lead rebels. That's a great suggestion to guarantee <laughs> a faster Han. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why not just put, you could just put Han with Ray uh, for plus 30 speed. I mean, well, while yeah. we're trying to increase, uh, fat, you know, to get faster Han. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, <laughs> so basically every, every team is going to be impacted by this turn meter change. And they said, uh, so I was listening to Operation Metaverse last week, and they were talking about this on Thursday, and uh, Gom's reaction legit was they said that they did this testing and it didn't impact much in the game BS <laughs> like, it, it literally impacts every single team um, so we'll see you know how it's going to turn out think about now um, first order teams Kylo giving out turn meter with his AOE and how that's going to change everything uh or who goes in what order it's 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 the first week or two is going to be one giant experiment basically well it's a really interesting thing that they said that they were like it doesn't really impact the game and that much and i don't think they were like they're not stupid like they 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 do truly like people complain about balance and all of that stuff they've kept the game from being completely broken like the 3v3 decision was questionable but i mean they tricked me into spending money on ray so <laughs> yeah i mean that that's probably what the what their intent was like uh, anyways the, I, I think though that in uh, just in terms of like what their uh, approach is they have to look for things that are super game breaking not for things that are just like not nuanced really uh really streamlined uh, grand arena matches yeah. they're they're talking about like okay well this doesn't actually break the game in any way that we can find and right. so therefore therefore the the interactions between squads are probably going to change by quite a bit but my guess is that they'll just they'll have i don't know that there'll be some pretty big changes and i think that they were more addressing like what exactly is going to happen to uh what's going to happen in terms of get overall game balance. And I think they're right. Like nothing really huge is going to happen. Uh, one of our <laughs> commenters is saying they'd rather have predictable things than coin flips. And I'm 100% behind that. Oh, I've yeah. always, I've yeah. always thought it was the dumbest thing. It's like, okay, so I, I go, I have two characters that are at a hundred percent turn meter. So one of them goes, that's fine. 
as long as the next one goes. But the thing I do, the action that the one character takes somehow gives my opponent 100% turn meter on their character. And even though it would also boost my turn meter, like their character then goes first, then they, they like stun the character that was about to go, uh, even though they've been loaded with turn meter for two turns, like just really frustrating. I would much rather have yeah. something predictable. Oh, I, I am 100% on board with this change. I think it was a fantastic change that should have been done long ago. I just, well, I, I don't think, so you give CG more credit than I do. I actually think they do a, fan, a really good job with this game, and I enjoy the game, and I understand the motivations of most of the moves that they make. Um, I don't think, though, that they are very good at playtesting their own game. And I don't mean they didn't playtest with this huge group. I mean the engineer that develops it doesn't always have the knowledge that the players do. Um, so uh, we'll see. I think it's going to change a lot. I think it's going to change a lot for the better. I also think that it might change a couple counters, though. And I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and MF Bison says, side note, we need ship mods. I... I've been saying that since the day they announced that the ships weren't going to get techs and they did the reinforcement abilities instead. And part of me cringes so hard at that. I already get so bored with mods. I, well, so it's boring. Everybody hates mods um, because it's pure RNG. But mods would completely change the ship mode as well. Like right now, ships are, you talk about predictable but they're just boring because there's no there's no change in anything uh it just uh, it's awful i i hate ship mods or a ship mode i should say um in mods it doesn't necessarily need to be mods it needs to be something that doesn't make it the exact same on every single team you need something different we need to. Yeah, I mean, I say I say that I cringe, and and I do a little bit. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I I would if I had to if I had to choose yes ships or yes mods on ships or no. I I think I would say yes. I think I think that they ships need something that is that's beyond like. People people say like why do we even need mods? I see that argument every once in a while. They're like we this game is great even without mods, and I'm like well, it is a good game without mods. Uh, probably maybe, but like what would happen would be the incredible boredom that we face in ships every time, every <laughs> single time. That's right. that's what we would face. So well that and that that boredom is why I hate ships. Like I used to love ships. Back in the target lock days where you're running a mace cap ship and you bring fives in off the bench when there's five target locks out and you can AOE for like 200,000 on every ship. I loved fleet back then. I haven't liked fleet since then, basically. Just because every, every fight is 
so predictable that I can tell you what's going to happen before the fight starts. Like the only question is, does Anakin land buff block on Houndstooth? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that there's that to, to some degree. I mean, there, there's just, there's also some just stupid RNG, frankly. Um, yeah. I just, whatever. Ships mode is a mess. I know a lot of people love ships. Uh, not try, we're not trying to offend anyone. Uh, we've just, right now it is just like, it, it's, it's very predictable. It's not, it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot that they could do better about ships and I hope they do. So well, anyways, yeah. we could probably move on to for away from ship bashing. We've <laughs> done that I enough. Did but... not expect to ship bash tonight. It just kind of <laughs> happened. <laughs> we just kind of fell into it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, well, this is Grand Arena podcast, not a ship podcast. So, we did have Grand Arena last week. Zareth, how did how did your week go? Well, um, it was okay. I don't know. I, I I get so frustrated sometimes. Like, so you guys, uh, everyone here probably who's listening, uh, has, most people at least have have heard my, uh, you know, ta- discussion, my ongoing discussion about uh, about Grand Arena and uh, Double Galactic Legends getting paired with them when I only have one, uh, and it's you know. Beating the odds, so to speak, like I keep, like it just keeps happening. Even though my opponents tell me that they've never had to deal with it on on the <laughs> scale that I do, um, and, and so what happened this week was it, it just felt like a microcosm of this entire argument. It, it's like, so I, I had to face, uh, I had to face double, a uh, single Galactic Legend, two times in a row. The first time was against someone who uh who has the same lifetime banners as me and it's like wow this guy is going to really give me a run for my money right like that that's just what i assume because he uh, you know you have the same you have the same number of wins basically the same level of success we've both just been doing really well in grand arena overall and so i was like it's gonna be close and i just I smashed him so hard. Like I beat him. I beat it. I made a couple bad mistakes even, or at least just, I made one bad mistake. And uh, so that, that cost me 20 banners. And I still just like completely destroyed him by, by like 50 or 60 banners. Like he ended up clearing me, but you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't that close. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. Like if, if everything's equal that I'm doing good. And then my next match was against a guy who, uh, and I don't want to give too much away. I'll actually be posting a video of it tonight, but um, is, is against one of the top PVP guilds, and uh, he likes to place his Kylo, Supreme Kylo, on defense. He only had one Galactic Legend as well, and uh, so he, he likes to place both Galactic Legends, uh, or sorry, just one Galactic Legend on defense, but it's Supreme Leader Kylo, and so I, I decided, I was like, okay, let's, let's just make it a staring contest. So that's what we did. And I, I don't want to give up, give away the results, but it, it was, uh, um, 
it was a convincing win, I guess we'll just say. Because I've told everyone knows now, if, if you watched my live stream uh, a couple of days ago, you know that I made it into the finals. So I, I beat that guy uh, even without, you know, relying on the mirror. And uh, he also had Darth Revan on defense. It was a very strong defense. And I just didn't have to worry. Like I could set the defense I wanted to. And I just smashed both of my opponents, like just pretty hard. And maybe that sounds cocky, but um, it's, it's also true, I guess. Um, so <laughs> then the third match was against a guy who knew who I was. He told his uh, Rena Shard, he told his uh, guild, told everyone. And then he told me, oh man, I can't wait to log on. I'm just, I can't wait to see how much I lose by. Like he was, he was just talking about how, much, how bad he's gonna lose, even though he had double ultimate Galactic Legends. And so I placed like a really strong defense in my opinion, like the same defense that stopped my other single Galactic Legend opponents. And instead of it, uh, stopping him at all he ended up getting uh 24 64 banners like <laughs> really close like I, if i failed one attack that was it that, that would be over and um yeah and so you know i'm like i have pretty strong defense and he could just go in and smash my Darth Revan squad with his one Galactic Legend, leave his Ray on defense and make it so that it's so inefficient. Like he, he can destroy my best defense for 55 banners. I can destroy his uh, best defense for uh, like 47 or 46. Those are my two choices. And I have to use my own Galactic Legend. And, and then I have to find something else to kill his Darth Revan that I, uh, you know, that he beat my Darth Revan for 54. Uh, or for 55 and so you know i have to find i have to find these counters and so we went through it i was i was pretty efficient i feel like i, I played a really good round uh, in terms of just gameplay and it came down i needed 66 on fleet and so like i took the whole stream every i can't believe people kept watching but we, we were still <laughs> uh, like it, it was really fun actually it was late on sunday night everyone's just like use this fleet use this fleet because i know that my own fleet is very reliable against malevolence but i can't beat it uh i can't beat malevolence for 66. i i know i can't that's just not in the cards really like i'll get 63 or 64 pretty consistently and so i was trying different comps Eventually, uh, our, our buddy Endal Bial told me the comp that I ended up going with. It uh, came down to I could do my big AoE with all the assists and everything from, from Negotiator and beat the other team. Like, I could get the win. The question was, was uh, like I, I had three ships that would potentially tank my banner score. So I would either get a 65 or a 66. 66 would win it for me, 55, or 65 would lose it. And I was like, okay, I think this is my best chance. I'm just going to go for it. Turned out that little sliver of life that was missing from Anakin did actually count against me. So I got 65 and I lost by one banner against my last double Galactic Legend uh, while I still only had one Galactic Legend. So like super intense final round. And I'm just like, I feel like I've played actually really well this this 3v3 season. I've, I've played really well the last like three seasons, honestly. I know that <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, I'm just really good if you don't know. But, <laughs> um, but I feel like I've been playing well and uh, my results just this season, I'm, I'm at nine. Now I'm at uh, six and three. I've, I've lost one every round and it, 
it's really bumming me out. So uh, to drown my sorrows, I unlocked Ray, and in a fit of spite, I got her up to Relic 7. And so now I have her for this, this last week. And I really hope that I make it, I hope I face three people without double galactic legends <laughs> just to oh, make it, just to the make the world be real <laughs> just just so people know how awful it can truly be because <laughs> i will put both of them on defense if that happens now i don't know if i'll do that but like it, it's it's a miserable experience spread the word <laughs> um, so anyways that that was probably more whining than i really intended to do but it is a very good week and i actually have Someone told me I have the most, I haven't checked. Someone told me I have the most uh, in-fight GP uh, that like, even though I've lost three matches, like I still have more uh, more banners that I've earned than any of the other guys on GA Center. It, you know, even the guys you who do. are technically beating me, so. You do. Um, yeah, because they, GA Center just ended, well, probably an hour and a half before we started this podcast. And, while well, you were not first in the standings, you were first in the banner count with actually Kleso sitting at second, like a hundred something banners behind you. So you need to stay ahead of him. Stay ahead of Kleso. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, I need to, that guy needs to knock it off too. But <laughs> I, yeah, I've lost my standings and I, I'm just so weary of the, of the, of the struggle. And now, now I don't have to be weary. Now, now at least like I don't I don't have something if, if I fail this week then it's all on me like I have nothing to blame at you all. You fail because you failed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll blame it on RNG. Of course. Well, obviously. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. It was honestly it was a good week. I was on vacation for a couple of the times so I uh, I got to make some older school videos the old you know I got to go back to the I'm making this on my phone stuff uh, so that was that was kind of fun. But I'm, yeah, I missed streaming. So, anyways, that that was my week. I, I enjoyed my week. You had uh, an even more interesting week because we got to fight. You got to fight one of our good friends and colleagues, uh, good old Maurice. I'll let you tell tell everyone about it though. Yeah, I uh, I did have a good week. It was it was a fun week, um, sort of. So, for those that don't know, I didn't stream or record my first two matches this week because my house had no power for what five days six days um so i have no proof of my wins other than if you look at my gac history on uh swh.gg um but i did win my first match was up against the guy that he only plays about a quarter of the time (laughs) um and so he auto-deployed his defenses, and, um, you know, it, it was it was honestly a fairly easy clear. I, I lost once to Supreme Leader Kylo just because I found out that Ray on a Supreme Leader Kylo team stops basically any non-GL counter. Just because she applies healing immunity, he does his AoE like four times, and you can't heal up, and <laughs> you're dead. So I lost the Supreme Leader Kylo and Ando, aka we have no proof of you hacking. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have lost to Kylo if I was hacking, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but my so my second second round, 
guy actually did place defenses and he did attack. Um, I full cleared him, but he did not full clear me. And then um, third round is the one that actually mattered. And thank God I got power back in time for this third round because the, the first two fights I did, I was literally had to stay at work late so I could keep my phone plugged in so that when I left work after my attacks, I still had 100% battery praying I could make it until uh, the following day when I went into work. Um, but so power came back. I was able to stream it. I went up against good old Maurice, who up to this point in Grand Arena had never been full, or I shouldn't say never. This season has not been full cleared in 3v3. Um, yeah, you sold it to, the, to me like that. And I was like, <laughs> never? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, still, he's, he's renowned for his right. heavy defenses. He had, so, so when, when you run the hotbot, he had, uh, what, 470 defense or something ridiculous like that over the course of his lifetime. Or no, it had to be more than that. Because it was easily more than double my defense. But um, I was able to go in. I got the full clear. The hardest part of it was changing my defenses to not be predictable. Because you know somebody like Gum is going to go in and analyze your history. And in fact, afterwards, he sent me um, his sheet that he took notes on that shows what he was predicting was going to be on my defense. So I had to change my defenses up while not weakening my offense, which was interesting. But so I brought nest on offense and um, it failed. I, I tried nest against Padme. My nest has 160.5% tenacity. My, his Padme had 62% uh, potency. So when she calls Jedi Knight Anakin, he had a one and a half percent chance to apply healing immunity. You want to guess what happened when he was called to assist? <laughs> he applied healing immunity with that one and a half percent chance. Um, and so Nest died a sad, sad death. So I cleaned up with Treya and basically um, cleared, well, not basically, I did clear the board. He struggled on Darth Revan, struggled hard on my Darth Revan, um, took, took, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 60% of the time it works every time. Every um, time. But he took 24 fights against my Darth Revan, 18 fights against my Ray. Uh, but uh, a lot of those 24 fights were, you know, trying to set up the proper uh, turn meter situation and burn cooldowns, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, so I was able to clear him. And what do I get as a present for clearing him once? He, As we mentioned earlier, he's in my pod again. Um, <laughs> I love that so much, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I So I'm actually... He was traveling last week as well, so he couldn't, you know, do anything fun. If we get matched up on Sunday, he'll be home, and we'll be able to do a fun episode, hopefully. Um, so it, I don't know how I'm going to change my defenses again, and he's – I think I already said it on the stream. He's already said that 
he's going to place harder defenses for me to try and beat. So God only knows what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be hell. Um, Oh, you said hell. I said epic. Well, I it'll be epic for everybody watching. It'll be hell for me actually trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm glad you guys will get a rematch because, yeah, I, yeah. I just I just want to see it. That's all. I did, well, I do too. I, I want to see it. I, I really hope we can get the rematch and almost do like a one battle for one battle type of thing and go back and forth. Yeah, man, I would love that so much. Yeah, or if we, so Friday night we're gonna have Fruit Ninja Mike on. For those that don't know, he is currently sitting first in the Grand Arena Center standings for our division. Um, he's a good player. He's he was in a guild with good old Maurice as well. Um, so if, if we get matched up on Friday, Friday night stream might be it might be rocking. It might be ridiculous. Um, is this an attempt to scout Mike? <laughs> that's no, it's an attempt to mess him up. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> Man, someone's got to mess him up. He's been yeah, on right? a tear. He's been ever since Grand Re- GA Center started. He uh, he's been he's been undefeated. So <laughs> someone needs to stop yeah. that guy. Put an yeah. end to him. Um, someone mess him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. That's a long way of saying tune in on Friday. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was my week of Grand Arena. It was, I couldn't be happier, honestly, with the win. Um, my goal for that good old Maurice fight was even if I lost, I just wanted to full clear. I wanted to be the one that full cleared him. I was able to full clear and get the win. Now let's see if we can match up again and actually do it again because... I'm already scared of what he's thinking in his mind. Um, For those that asked about the video for that fight, so what Maurice recorded his fights and sent them to me. I was literally working on the video before this podcast started. Um, This podcast probably isn't going to end until 3 a.m. my time. So the video will come out sometime tomorrow. I just, I don't know when. I'm not, I'm, not going to stay up to finish it tonight because I have to work tomorrow as well. Um, but the video will be out sometime tomorrow. <laughs> and, and I just have to say, Solo, um, you know, you're beating me in GA Center by uh, a fair margin at this point. And <laughs> just want to say, like, you, you've been rocking it the, these last couple seasons. Like, congrats on such seriously strong gameplay, my, my friend. Like, Thank you. Thank you. Well, now there's sounds stupid, but there's something else to play for. Like, you can experiment more and do stupid things when you're just playing for Kyber and you can get Kyber with four losses or five losses even sometimes. But when there's something else to play for, it's like, all right, now now it's time to buckle down and play. Yeah, having, having those leaderboards uh, is – yeah, it, it's hugely motivating to me as well. I, it's yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That being said, I still have been, uh, yeah, <laughs> it just sucks to, uh, sucks to be, uh, in the losing streak, but we'll, I'll, I'll snap out of it eventually, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The losing streak, a winning record. Um, 
it feels like a losing streak. That being said, I, it seems like I can't actually, uh, I've gone nine and three for every other three V three season. So yeah. we'll see that may, maybe if I can win this group, then I'll just have the same record as I always do in three V three. Yeah. Um, so those were our weeks. We have a ridiculous number of podcast questions. Uh, apparently people wanted to uh, hammer us with questions for our one year anniversary. So why don't Love we, it. why don't we start getting into these? Cause I, they're actually, a lot of these are really good questions too. Uh, I was looking, you know, sometimes we have what, 11 questions. I was like, so are there any that we could pare down and I was reading them and I was like, no, actually these are all pretty good. So yeah, they're, they're good. Um, and so people can find, uh, find us on discord. You can ask questions if you like, <laughs> um, on our discord server. And, um, you've been waiting 48 hours to hammer <laughs> us Ross. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but, <laughs> um, yeah, we're, this is this is fun though. I, I love that people are asking enough questions that it's like daunting to answer all of them. Like yes. that means we've been generating interest. I we need we need to get off our asses <laughs> solo and actually like play some clips from the first few episodes at some point. Me too. I I tried to go back and do that tonight, but unfortunately, I was working on the gom video and then other things and. It didn't happen. Oh, I did want to mention, guys. Um, so we're Endo's watching this this stream as well. So uh, you know, I don't know if Mort's still around or what, but he'll, he'll be in our be on with us uh, this time, and then we'll have Endo on with us the week after. So uh, we've got a star-studded lineup on the podcast itself, and a star-studded lineup on uh, the the gameplay live stream, which we'll, we'll have uh, Fruit Ninja Mike. Uh, this coming week, I think Klesso has agreed to play the next one, and then we'll have Fatal uh, play with us on the next one, the guy from the playbook. So um, all great players and things to look forward to on the Gambit. Uh, so anyways, I I'm excited to I'm excited to keep interacting with people. I think that's honestly, Solo, sorry to digress a little. One of my favorite <laughs> things about doing this Gambit stuff, though, is I've just loved, uh, like, having guests and having the interaction with like just really, really skilled players who are outside of kind of where you and I are in the game, like people who, you know, have evolved their own style of play. And, right. you know, especially now that we've hit the Twitch world and there's all these new uh, amazing people, it's, yeah, I feel, I feel like a, a fox in the hen yard. I'm like just like <laughs> chasing everyone around. I'm like, podcast with us, come, come hang out with us, please. Like, <laughs> It's, it's been fun. So let's go to podcast questions, unless you want to comment on that. No, no, no. Well, only to say that I, I do completely agree that doing this, especially since we moved to Twitch, I mean, I think we always had a good podcast um, before this, but moving to Twitch has really, I think it was great in expanding our reach to other people, but also our reach in getting people to join us and like Fort Moore, um, he's what division two. Uh, he's got like four accounts. So I can't keep track of all of 
what division all of them are in. But he's a guy that he literally had a stream the one day of like an eight-hour planning session, Division Three, of him planning out how he attacks. And you watch his rounds, and it's like every one of them, he meticulously plans out um, for what defenses he's going to set. He doesn't go for full clears. He goes for wins. And so it's just so good to see other people. How long have we – or how many times have we said in the past, have a plan? If you know what you're – opponent yeah. is going to do have a plan for what they're going to set on defense and more like lives that to a T. So uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> he has too much time on his hands that, that as well. Um, but you know, it, it's good. It's good to talk to people that play different ways than you do and show you can be successful in more than one way. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, ab- absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's a bit, a lot of fun to meet all these people, like stuff that Gom has said, uh, has really changed kind of my approach to things. Um, a lot of people, but we could go on. We should, we should do podcast questions before they, uh, before they do us. <laughs> we, we should. All right. Let's start <laughs> with the first one. So, um, do you think a three times set tenacity modded Ray with tenacity cross, to get her to about 200% would work against the Vader counters. Uh, Ross, thank you for the cheer. Both with and without Bastila, she adds another 150% to Vader. Um, what's your opinion on that, Zareth? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think, yes, I think that all of that tenacity, uh, will absolutely counter vader if it's just vader now if you add bastila with with vader which i'm so reluctant to take her away from uh from darth revan but yeah like i I think if vader has enough potency then he wins and if he doesn't then he loses in my opinion that's in my experience that's how it works like the my current vader is uh he just has speed sets but um because i'm lazy and i'm waiting i'm waiting for that one magical i've I've been farming so much uh so many of my potency mods um and this is all by the way in the context of 5v5 uh because the counters that i've seen of vader versus ray in 3v3 have been uh situational at best we'll say that um as cool as they are to watch but um you you need you need that potency because he needs he needs those debuffs to be able to kill things. So, it, so yeah, I think it will uh, counter Vader. That being said, like the real question is, how do you fit Bastila into the team? Like in what circumstances? Uh, it, it's just so it's hard so hard to tell. Like everything's going to be shifting. Like you have Ray with Malak, and that stops Vader unless the Vader team has Han. And then Han can actually uh, like turn the tides, and uh, you know it also depends on Watt's potency and all of this just pure madness, frankly. Um, so it, it's very difficult to see how it's going to impact things. I think that the the high tenacity stuff that's how I'm going to be modding my Malik 100% uh, going into 5v5. He'll have just a, a a whole ass load of tenacity 
and he'll sacrifice a little bit uh, here and there for other things. But if I think if if he can't get debuffs on him from Vader, like it, it can really limit people. So yeah. that's that's kind of what my thoughts are. BSF is an interesting addition though, and she she might just make it so that he just kills all the rays. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. So, I think that setting three set three times set tenacity with a tenacity cross might stop Vader, but I think that's a hundred dollar solution for a one dollar problem. Um, because if you read Ray's kit, her entire kit is based on how much health she has. If you're using three tenacity sets and a tenacity cross, she's going to be giving out no bonus protection to anyone. So you're not. So yeah, you might stop the debuffs, but they don't have to hit you as hard to beat you anymore. So great, you stopped Vader, but every other counter can now easily beat you. Like, well done. I, I think um, you, what Vague, he stole what I was going to say right before I said it. There's a couple ways to stop Vader that's not going to sacrifice your ray. One is a crit avoidance arrow severely helps. Um to the point where my Vader right now is modded with a crit chance triangle uh, <laughs> to boost his crit chance to help with the Vader or the counter to Ray. And then the other way is if you have the mods, you can make Finn fast enough that Vader will never go before him. And if you do that, Vader teams can't win. Um, so I, I would say there's other ways to solve the problem and tenacity sets on Ray, which weakens her for everything else. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's my opinion. Can it work giving her tenacity? Yes, but it's just going to weak you, weaken you for everything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if Galactic Legends have taught me anything, and now that Vader's here and Luke, it, it's just that, Everything is wide open, and there it's like this crazy cycle of art of arms war ing. Like, <laughs> it's like this counters this, but not if this happens. But if I do this, then this counters that. But I, I could take this other thing that counters that. But if I take that, then I'm back to where I started, and it can be countered by the first thing, right? Yeah, like, I, just... that, that's the problem. It's the good thing and the bad thing about Galactic Legends is they're built to be not in one faction they're built to be on light side or dark side which opens up the ability for them to have a million different teams um which makes the counters all completely different like ross just even said there are vader comps that don't rely on vader going first there are obviously darth revan comps and on one comp you can give uh Darth Revan, the weapons tech from Watt. One, you give it to Bastila. One, you give it to Thrawn, who then gives turn meter to Darth Revan. Like, there's so many different comps out there that I wouldn't mod my Ray to only stop one. And right, um, yeah. So there's that. And looks well, like Master's two days away from. Uh, Two more tier two for Supreme Leader Kylo. Congratulations. Almost there. <laughs> Almost there. And it's good once you get there. Um, <laughs> Feels good. Um, 
On to the next question, since we have 10 more of these. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the vast majority of players that uh, are streaming uh, like to consistently leave their Galactic Legends on defense, regardless of what the other player has or can do. This often results in poor banners for both, for both people, regardless of who wins. What are the educated quote-unquote educated reasons to do this or not do this. And I'm interested to hear your opinion on that because I know you uh, probably will leave both Galactic Legends on defense because that's what you do. Um, so what do you think about that? Well, you know, I think, you know, as much as I've been writhing in discomfort against facing double galactic legends uh, especially 5v5 I, I really hit my stride by putting my only my one crutch on defense which is supreme leader kylo like having him on defense was honestly it was so good for me because it made me branch out and be able to counter uh both galactic legends find several different methods of doing it uh without meta counters and Frankly, I mean, those, those counters get way higher banners usually anyways than just using Supreme Leader Kylo. And so for me, I just, uh, I think I think putting both on, on is great. If you have a plan, like we've touched on it already today, yeah. have a plan, like actually be able to clear your opponent. I, I don't know about you, Solo. I am so sick of seeing screenshots of, people who are like, oh, I, I want, like, it's, the screenshot is, uh, they've cleared the top and the two top zones of their opponent, and they have Ray on the bottom, and their opponent yeah. has cleared their two top zones, and they have Ray on the bottom, and then one of them barely outbanners the other, and I'm just weary to death of that screenshot. I just, I get so tired of it, and I get that if if you only have Ray, then maybe that's the only way you can actually see winning is if both of you stop each other. But I've always, I've always despised that. Not not despised like I hate players who do it. I just go for the throat, have a plan to actually win and, and get a full clear. Because if you're just relying on your opponent not being good enough to clear you, then in my opinion, that's that like that's a vital mistake like that. That's a huge mistake. You need to plan on your opponent clearing you and still be able to beat them. Yeah. Well, I, I faced somebody like that. I faced somebody that in the top zone, he put Kylo, KRU, and Malik. And then in the bottom zone, he put Ray, Han, and Chewie. And I say thinking nobody can beat him, but Literally coming into our fight, this was the end of round two. He was 5-0 and because people didn't fight him with a plan. So I just looked at the board and said, all right, I'm sticking my Darth Revan on defense. I'm taking my Kylo. You still can't clear me, but I'm going to clear two of your zones. And that's what I did. And I won, e I won easy by like a thousand banners because I was able to clear the bottom. And he couldn't clear his zone because he put all of his teams on defense. I was like, if that's the way you want to play, I'll... I will gladly, uh, gladly take the win. Right. I, I mean, I know that my opponent in the last round was saying, uh, he was telling people, like, I might just, just to mess with him, you know, to mess with me, they, they were saying that they might just uh, place all their stuff uh, on defense. And I was like, man, 
if you want if you want to get into a that kind of a slugfest with me like that that's always going to favor me like i i like i love that situation honestly like that's a good one because i i have all my off meta counters developed even in 3v3 like if it if it isn't about the galactic legends like i've even come up with a few ways to beat double galactic legends if i need to um you know even in 3v3 if they're on defense so it, even and and still plays a really strong defense so the way he won was going for efficiency which is a fantastic way to beat me if you have double galactic legends and i don't have both of them um but yeah like to me that's you, you need a you need a plan if you're gonna one way or another you got to have a plan i it, it doesn't do you any good either like i've seen a few people who have shown me like well look i've gotten all wins so far and i'm going to be lucky to make kyber this season and and i'm like what like are you just not doing feats and they're like oh no 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 i'm doing feats and the the biggest change is they aren't uh they're not clearing their opponent's board like ever yeah because yeah. they they have ray and the ray is uh, so neither of them get cleared and they get half the points yeah that it's i also know a lot of people that just don't want to deal with galactic legends so they stick stick theirs on defense and say all right i don't want to fight yours you probably don't want to fight mine so let, let's just do it that way <laughs> right I, I think oh go ahead it was it wasn't this 3v3 it was last 3v3 um I I ran up against what six people that placed defenses where it was Ray on the bottom zone and then they would have like General Skywalker somewhere else on defense and Darth Revan somewhere else on defense and I looked at the board I'm like you can't beat my Ray like I can beat your Ray you you legitimately can't beat my Ray like you've told me from your front defenses that I'm going to win right. just by fighting you a couple times. <laughs> and yeah, it, and yeah. that's a, Go ahead. I keep interrupting. No, no. That, and I just, I shook, I mean, part of me shook my head. The other part of me was like, all right, well, I'm going to get the win. This is fun. Thanks. Um, right. <laughs> but you, you can't expect to have success if you don't have ways, if you don't have an offense to beat the other side, like on my all, I don't have my off-meta counters built up just because my alt literally has less than half of the G13s than my main account does. So I keep Ray for offense if I know that they're going to put Ray on defense because I'm going to clear their back zone. Yeah, they're going to be able to clear me, maybe, because Darth Revan's always on defense, but I'm going to be able to clear them, and I trust that in 11 fights, I can be more efficient. When it comes down to seven fights or six fights in the front, I don't trust that I can make up banners in only six fights. In 11 fights, I can. So since I can't use an off-meta counter, I just keep my ray, and I will get the full clear every time. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think I think the key is having trust in yourself and your teams and really, like, People, people are like, well, I don't have that team available. I, d I don't have a good, you know, Thrawn. My Thrawn's only gear 12. And I'm like, well, there's a, an easy way to fix that. And yeah. it's by putting gear on Thrawn. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, exactly. I, I and, just... 
and I I did do that on my alt now, but it's you know free to play takes time. Free to play and not first in both arenas take time. I should absolutely, say. and it does. You know, I yeah. I'm not unsympathetic. I guess I just I get so tired of excuse making for yes. people. Yeah. Like I can't I can't do this. I don't have that available. And I'm like, you want me to help you, but I'm not going to work miracles for you just for fun not for ch- for charity right. like they're you know you'd I'll, I'll try to help as much as i can but if you're <laughs> i love it on our discord you know like people come and ask for advice and i do love it that people ask for advice so uh you know it, it truly is good i i get really tired of them saying how do i beat this team they don't give any context and so i'm <laughs> like okay here are three teams that can beat right. it and they're like those are all on defense how else can i beat it <laughs> And I'm like, well, here's like one's really speculative thing. And they're like, really? Is that all you have? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Is that all you have? <laughs> right. Like, could you stop just yeah. asking for advice? Like you want, you want me to work miracles? And they're like, well, it's not on the counter sheet. I'm like, yeah, because all the things that are on the counter sheet are on defense. Right. And, right. and you're not setting yourself up for success. <laughs> you're not setting me up for success in a conversation with you by demanding magic. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it bugs me, obviously. <laughs> but that being said, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of good counters out there. And I, I like I like that our our discord is a place that people can look for them. So, you know, I hope that doesn't scare anyone off from asking for counters. I guess just keep in mind that we aren't actually miracle workers. We're just, uh, you know, we're well informed, but <laughs> yeah. there's a limit. So all right, so the next question, it kind of goes along with what we talked about in the first question of, there are a ton of different theories on how to mod Ray, as there seem to be as many different strategies. While the mod meta report um, shows a lot more consensus on Supreme Leader Kylo, do you agree that uh, offense cross crit damage triangle and offense and health sets are the best way to mod Kylo and are there any specific stat targets such as speed damage crit chance that you should aim to reach? Or are there any other important mod setups or stats for any of the characters that go with him, such as Hux at at least 300 speed? So let, let me ask you this way. How do you have your Kylo modded? And do you think that that way works well? Because that's pre- other than getting into all the different variations, how do you mod yours? You know, uh, so I've been going back and forth and I keep saying that I'm going to remod him to have all health or to have uh, all speed or or whatever. And I've kept him on offense. Some of it is uh, me being lazy and just not wanting to. And the other is, uh, so I have him modded with an offense set and I think his other set is health. And I, you know, with, with all the damage that I can stack on him, He's not particularly fast. He doesn't have my best mods by any stretch. He just has close to the most offense he can have. And that's about it. Um, And the truth is, it's very similar to General Skywalker. Like, we we kind of debated back and forth, like, should we go all offense, all defense, or or all, all protection on Skywalker? Like, what? how should we mod him? And... In the end, the answer was during his meta, it didn't matter. 
<laughs> you could That's probably true. just mod him for like all I don't know tenacity or potency or yeah. something and still win the mirror match it didn't matter in that meta you were always going to get really awful banners in the mirror match with him and that was it like that that's the start and end of, of it and the same is with kylo like i still win all my matches against ray basically not all not every single one but for the most part i do and uh, i also win like i also get terrible banners with it and it's always miserable to face other supreme leader kylos <laughs> Uh, here's here's the one thing that I've noticed that I think really helps in, with Supreme Leader Kylo. If you want to win the mirror match of Kylo versus Kylo, which is the most miserable experience since the Jedi Knight Revan mirror match meta, uh, the the if you want to win the majority of your fights, you have a faster Kylo than your opponent's Kylos. And you end with terrible banners, but you you if you're if you're faster, then you can win. That, so that's that's what I my thoughts are. What about you, Solo? Uh, first, I'd like to comment on your the worst mirror matches. That's because you have not done a Ray versus Ray yet. Uh, uh, yeah, you will learn right. that the average Ray versus Ray mirror match is three and a half minutes. <laughs> and if you do it wrong, you're going to time out with both teams having all five people standing. Um, but anyway, so my Kylo, I have him modded a little differently than yours. I have mine, I have three health sets on him. So he's over 140,000 uh, health. And then I have the offense cross, crit damage triangle, and uh, speed arrow on him. But the hardest Kylo that I faced before Jedi Knight Luke came out was a guy that had all health, everything on his Kylo. And I think he was only like 488 speed, but he had over 180,000 health on him. And consistently, I would beat every Kylo in our shard. I would go up against this Kylo, and I would get smoked. Um, which, of course, was a pain in the ass because he's the guy that I have to beat to take first every day. Um, but I just me myself modding, even though I know how good that Kylo was and how much I struggled with that Kylo, I still couldn't not give him offense in a crit damage triangle. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of compromised with myself. I got him to 10K offense or physical damage and 140K health, kind of sitting in between both. Um, and I... I like the way I, I like the way he's working. I'd like to get a little more speed on him. Right now he's only at five seventeen. But so far he's been good for me. You know one thing I really like about Kylo, um about having the high health Kylo, and I do think that's probably my my ideal form for him is having that really high health, he can actually sometimes survive against Ray and her ultimate. If you yeah. don't, if you're in a situation where it's just those two together, you can sometimes survive her ultimate, which is, yeah. which is pretty nice. Especially, especially if the Ray team has somebody that removes a little turn meter. So Kylo's then boosted over 200, um, 200 health because of his unique. Because uh, Ray, her uh, ultimate usually does what, like 
210 to 220k damage. So if you have your Kylo at 180k, and then somebody's reduced his turn meter, what, four times? So say Watt is assisting, um, he's going to be able to survive a race strike. Now, granted, he's going to be like survived by the skin of his teeth type of situation, but you're not that far off from surviving a ray, like you said. So high health um, and Masta, it, it was, he runs a health arrow, a health triangle, a health cross, and three health sets. Not, not a speed arrow, it was a health arrow. Um, and that, that it, it honestly was the hardest one I fought, and yet I don't mod mine <laughs> the same way, co-figure. Um, yeah, uh, well, and who knows if that's actually the ideal or if it's just one that your specific team is struggling against. It could, uh, well, it very well could be too. But like Ross said in there as well, high health Kylos are harder to kill with non-GL counters, which makes sense um, because Ray, you know, uh, Ray does have her ultimate while non-GL counters don't. Um, and end all that was I, I haven't fought it without Jedi Knight Luke before, you know, since it came out. <laughs> I basically use Luke every time and I win every time now. Um but before Jedi Luke I I struggled some days. And Master, yeah, it's it's literally health on everything. Health on everything. If he gets the ultimate, the non GL counter loses, period. Yeah, it, that that's what it is. Uh High health really hurts the off-meta counters. Yeah, uh, I have a hard time faulting the high health. I, I said the thing about not caring about his modding because I still win all my fights. That being said, I probably will give him some guy good high health. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do though. Everyone wants high health, high like fast health sets lately. And I, yeah. I just don't have enough to go around. So Remember a year and a half ago when uh, everyone said, what are we going to do with all these health mods that are given out by all the events? And CG said, we'll show you. <laughs> they have. Yeah. Now everybody wants health sets. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Sure. Who has your fastest, and this should be a quick one in theory, who has your fastest mod set on and why? I always debate between Bastila Fallen, Rex, Resistance Hero Finn, and then once I get uh, Supreme Leader Kylo, it would be Hux. So who has your fastest mod set? Um, Darth Revan, uh, followed by Bastila Fallen. Yeah. Yep. And that's about it. Uh, I don't think Rex really needs it anymore. No. no. And Hux really doesn't need it that much. I could see the argument for Finn. I might eventually do with that now that I have Ray, because if you get a fast enough Finn, it can negate quite a few counters uh, to, to Darth, or the, like the Darth Vader, some of the Darth Vader counters and stuff. It's like, if the Finn is faster than your Darth Revan, then you're, you're screwed. Or if he's faster yeah. than even your supercharged uh, Bastila. But I don't know, Darth Revan, Darth Revan is our, our, is our most recent mirror match uh, meta or rather uh, speed meta and he's still really great if he's really fast so i've had the luxury of keeping all of my fastest mods on him and bastila 
uh, since since that meta, and I I don't know. Maybe someday I'll change it. It'll make me really sad if I do. What about you, Solo? <laughs> uh, I, it's it's Dark Raptor and Pastela as well. I think I'm trying to think who was next because I, I recently remodded um, Thrawn used to be because he was at 150 something but I slowed him down a little bit which I cursed myself or I, uh, <laughs> during that GOM match because my Thrawn was then slower than his uh, who, did I, who did I want uh, Jedi Knight or uh, Hoda um, but uh, yeah it's, it's Darth Revan and Bastila uh, Thrawn Resistance Hero Finn and Ho- my own Hoda are all kind of right in that next tier um, for my mod sets. They're all right around 145. Um, well, the the other two are like my Darth Revan's at plus 163, I think, and Bastila is not too far behind that. Fair, yeah. Um... And Fortisu makes a really great point in the comments um, that Shock T might uh, he might want Shock T to be the next fastest yeah. set just to make Jedi Luke uh, more versatile because if Luke is really slow but then Shock T is able to go faster than everyone else um, that, that's that's a pretty nice boost for them uh, for him because. She'll go, she'll call everyone to assist, and then Luke immediately gets a turn and reduces the speed on the enemy team, and then it's lights out, basically. Yeah, and, and that's that's how I'm using Hoda right now. So that's why Hoda has the, um, you know, is in that second tier of fastest mods. Uh, same idea, just different character. And I know Shakti is faster base speed than Hoda, which is why a lot of people are using Shock. Plus, Shakti is a fantastic character. Um, but at least in 3v3, I like Shock for her own team. Um, so things might change in 5v5, but right now Ho- it, I'm using Hoda on that Jedi Knight Luke team. And, and that's fair. Hoda is a little slower than Shakti in general, but but yeah, I like Hoda with Luke right now too. Yeah. All right. Um as a competitive person, I often get down and beat up when I lose a match. This is this is even more so when I lose to a mistake or something I did. What is some, What are some ways you have found to, to recover or cope with this? In a perfect world, oh wait, is that? That's the next question. That's the next one. <laughs> okay. So, what yeah. are some ways that you've you've had to curse? Oh. <laughs> a lot um, off stream. No, I, I actually, I find it easier to get over the losses where I made a mistake than I do when I played well and I still get beaten. Um, it, it just, I, I don't know why. Logically, Probably because I tell myself, oh, I could have won that. Uh, it's not that somebody's better than me. But then when somebody just beats me straight up, <laughs> it's, oh, there's somebody better than me out there. That sucks. Um, but other than that, I just, you know, I start planning for the next one. You, you, 
you can't dwell on it. It's like, oh, that sucks, but there's a round tomorrow. So you just try and fix whatever mistake you made and then move on to the next round. Yeah. Um, so for, for me, here's the thing. Sometimes we get lucky or sometimes we get unlucky. Sometimes we do get lucky. There's always going to be RNG. There's always going to be people who outskill us. Uh, like there's, there's, we're always going to have off days. Well, sometimes we'll have off days, et cetera. And, and the thing is, man, even in the matches that I win and I'm dominant in, I can always find something I failed in that I could have done better. And in my losses, even more so. And I found that instead of trying to find an excuse, I know that the coping mechanism for some people, I've talked to a few really, really competitive players in other games, especially um, about this, like other games that I've played in the past as well. And like a lot of those guys try to find ways to just like blame it on other people or like not take the blame so that they can spare themselves mentally. And I have always strongly, strongly disagreed with that mentality, like trying to find a way to not be to blame. And I can understand to some degree how, where those people are coming from because they're saying like, they're, they're kind of talking about how they, uh, they're, I don't know, like they're not, they don't want to lose, have that lose, losing mentality. They don't, they don't want to think like, it might be my fault and like undermine their own confidence. To me, Man, I find so much solace in looking at a match and saying, like, what could I have done better? What things, because I can always find something I could do better that I can point to. Like, it kills me that I lost by one banner in that last match. Yeah. And I did. I think I played pretty well. But there are a couple time, couple things that I'm like, man, I, I absolutely could have played that better and gotten an extra banner there. And all I needed was one more banner. And so... I, I don't know. To me, it's finding my own faults and not not just not just like uh, you know. I, I don't. I can't say like I'm a terrible player. I'm just horrible. How could I think to do that? I think like the best players learn. The best players like I. I don't. I come up with some good counters sometimes, and people call me a theory crafter. The truth is, I steal most of my stuff because I watch other people because I know I can improve because I know other people are really good at this game too. And if you if I don't let ego get in the way of things, if I just say, you know what, there's other wisdom out there. There's other better things I could be doing and have that as my identity. Like I lost, but my identity isn't about just winning. It's about like, it's about prevailing long term it's about learning enough to actually be able to win uh, you know despite despite my own fails kind of <laughs> yeah no i i mean it's probably one of the reasons we get along so well is because you and i kind of think along the line the same lines often and especially with like what you just said as well uh, again i have come up with teams i've come up with teams that i really enjoy but I take more joy in finding something that doesn't work great and tinkering and making it work great as opposed to saying, I'm never going to be the guy that says, oh, Hoth Rebel Scout is going to be perfect on this team. Like, I'm just not going to think about it. But I'm going to see a team with Hoth Rebel Scout and say, 
oh, you know what way we can tweak this better? <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you and I come up with some teams and I'm like, in retrospect, I'm like, wow, that was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. So next one. In a perfect world, how many teams or fleets would you like to see required for Grand Arena to really stretch rosters? Gosh. Uh, <laughs> and there was a bit of an absurd conversation today on our Discord server about this, but this question actually came days ago, so it yeah. was not related <laughs> to that conversation. <laughs> well, thank God, because I exited that conversation. <laughs> and actually, I had people DMing me like, wow, did something just seriously happen? Did, did you really get mad? I was just like disgusted with the way it was going and I needed to remove myself um, before I started saying insulting things. So um, in a perfect world, so I, I would love, so, and that this is all coming from my 6.7 million GP account. So um Two fleets is more than enough. I would love to see two fleets, or I'd love to see zero, frankly. Zero would be my <laughs> ideal, uh, yeah. 100%. But if it has to have fleets, if we have to have fleets, I would really like to have two, because that would actually make more than just like three fleets like uh, applicable. Like we start, we, then we can start exploring things like, how do rebels counter Holdo? or some <laughs> random absurd other combination like because yeah. right now that's not a discussion because who cares at all about that it's not in our it's not in grand arena it's not in normal arena it's it's nowhere that doesn't exist it's irrelevant to the extreme and if we have two fleets that changes because we have the top three fleets which are negotiator malevolence and rebels like the akbar uh Millennium Falcon fleet. And then we have all the rest and who knows what's best. Cause who cares? Because they're not relevant in the slightest bit <laughs> anywhere in any yeah. game mode. And, and so that, that that's the reason I would like to, because then we start actually having interesting uh, diverse fleet matchups as opposed to the boring predictable stuff we've discussed before. Um, Right. The squads. I'm a bit of an extremist. Uh, honestly, I don't think we have nearly enough squads. And I know the Grand Arena would take forever to stream if we had a ton of squads. So I, in some ways, I don't wish for this. But like, I would, I would love to try uh, where like in 5v5, we normally have what, like seven or eight are the two numbers we have of squads. I would love to try something more like 12 to 13. And I know that, that I'm, I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. Um, I, I don't even know if I would enjoy it, actually. But I love the idea of saying, like, <laughs> I love the idea of, like, well, I didn't want to use something as strong as my, like, Wigs team <laughs> because I knew I would need it for a later squad that was stronger than that. Like, to me, I, I would love the idea of actually being able to fully stretch my roster to the point where some of the teams that I'm not even using anymore become precious again. Like Rogue One would suddenly become relevant. I, I think right now it's such a fight because some people just keep all of their meta teams for offense 
And so you just have to be real careful to slaughter their non-meta teams uh, because if you trip up, they're just gonna full clear you and that's it because they've solved all the counters. Like, yeah. so to me, stretching that roster would be amazing. What about you, Solo? Uh, so it all depends on what the GP is because I see a lot of Division Two fights that are still having like your 10 characters in them. So. I don't think we should add teams to stretch rosters in like division two, three, four, and below. Because rosters are already kind of stretched there. Uh, even even the low level division one, like at four point five or point four point seven, you're still not you're still using a lot of the roster that you have geared. So I, I think this change would have to be like six million and above or maybe even 5.75 million and above, you know, something where the rosters have expanded quite a lot. 12 might be a little much. I think 10, 10 with two fleets would probably start to do that because 10 with two fleets is going to bring back bounty hunters. It's going to bring back Imperial troopers. And then it's going to bring back two other teams and those two other teams got you know it's probably people are going to use Karth because people can't stop using Karth even at six and a half million GP um, <laughs> uh, but, much to my great amusement yes um, but so I, I think 10 or 11 bring back my bounty hunters with like a word Ross your bounty hunters are on a different planet than most people's bounty hunters as well um, my but, bounty hunters are pretty relevant too but well, your point is taken yeah but the average person doesn't have gear 13 on all their bounty hunters you know um, even my bounty hunters I, I have I don't have strong, super strong bounty hunters but I have decent bounty hunters and even they, they don't get as much play as I would like them because Boba's still gear 12 and Django goes on a separatist team so he can get damage immunity at the start and piss people off and maybe one-shot somebody because he's relicked up. Um, man, when Mando and Grief are seven stars, that might change again too. But either way, I think I don't want to get to a Wigs, like, oh, I used Wigs today type of situation. But I do want to get to a... I used all these other teams that were good in the past but have been phased out situation. And I I know somebody's going to say Wiggs was good in the past. I don't mean four years ago. I mean, like, <laughs> these teams were good a year ago. I spent a lot of time gearing them, and now they've kind of faded into obscurity type situation. So probably 10 or 11 teams would make me happy. And I agree with two fleets. Um. And someone mentioned this, and I've long thought this a lot for a long time. I would love a different map. Yes, absolutely. But let me just tell you, I am so bored of the current map. <laughs> I, I, the reason I don't want any fleets at all is because I want any kind of strategy to like. Right now, we need to use three teams to clear the front zone, and that's yeah. the limit and extent of strategy. The rest is all tactics and just like planning everything out. You can just chart it out. You solo, you have a great spreadsheet thing that, that can help you organize it. Like 
it is just stupid. Like you have to kill three teams to get to the back. Right. And there's a little bit of uncertainty, but with three teams, you can almost always save enough to clear whatever heinous things your opponents put in the back zone. And usually it's not a good idea to put the, those heinous things in the back zone. You should put it in the front zone to stop your opponent cold. And that's the extent, like it's so boring. I want, just put a ship's fleet, uh, put the ship's thing in the back and make yeah. it so that you can, you have to clear two zones to get to it. Oh, that would mess people up. <laughs> But I, I agree. I, I agree completely. It just makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, I, the most interesting and the hardest to plan Grand Arenas were the ones without ships. And yeah, uh, granted, the map has changed. God, remember the map that they used to run where it was ships on one side and then you just had like seven teams on the other side? And you're like, oh, I get to plan for every single fight. I mean, yeah. that was... It was great as an attacker, but it was awful in general. So I'm glad that, that he's moved away from that. But Torture. I hated that so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do agree too. Add a couple teams and change the map up. Four routes with a zone behind each. That would be interesting. I want, I want legitimate strategy. I, again, I'm not creative enough to come up with a better map. Um, but I want, I want to sit down and think and actually have to think about how I'm going to approach it. Because that's the interesting part to me. We do the same fight every Grand Arena battle, but it's the planning and the, the strategy that I enjoy the most about it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I want... So here's the thing. When I used to play tabletop miniatures, like play in tournaments and stuff, uh, I, I, there were some people, there were all different things that people were good at. And you, if to be a top player, you needed to be good at most of them, uh, you know, but to varying degrees. And my, my biggest thing wasn't in uh, just being able to uh, like outmaneuver my opponents. Like I, I was, I was decent at that, but the, my, my strategy or my my specialty was like the grant like the overall uh feel uh, of the battle like i could see you know it's a big it's a the you know it's on a big tabletop that you know it's six by four you have all these little guys whatever and and i know i'm just showing my nerd card here but um <laughs> the the fact is like i could see the flow of the battle like I could understand where guys needed to be three turns away and there's only six turns in in the game and I could understand what the win condition was from from like a, a really far perspective and that was the strategy piece and then it's like okay can I blunder my way through the the minutia of how to you know how to actually execute that well enough to get to do it and I was, I was decent at that but you know the strategy piece is what I liked the most. And that's the piece that we have the least of right now. Yeah. 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 So anyways, we're probably over discussed it, but <laughs> I, I would love more strategy as would you. <laughs> Agreed. Um, um, good. All right. Next question. It's a quick one. Was the pad podcast more or less fun the old fashioned way? So last week we had to do the podcast via, um, the old way where we didn't stream it. We just recorded it and released the podcast. That's the old fashioned way. Twitch is the new way. 
Um, we actually already kind of answered this earlier, but I think we both agree that Twitch is the more fun way to do it because you get to interact with people rather than uh, just basically drone on at all hours of the night. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I do like the, I liked it before, honestly, too. It was yeah. fun to, you know, just like we put our thoughts in and then we just publish it and then people could, you know, draw their own conclusions or whatever. I, I And really the, a lot of that is, has been maintained that we have, we have 17 people watching and right, right now, and that's, that's great. Um, you know, that's 17 people who probably won't actually listen to the recorded version, but we still have hundreds of people who are listening to it outside of that uh, context, you know, so we're still, we're still recording all of our thoughts. We just, we're re reaching slightly fewer people by doing it this way, but then we're getting live thoughts and it, it honestly helps guide our conversation. Sometimes we don't think of certain points. I always, I just laugh when, uh, like Kleso listens and he's like, I wish I had been on with you guys because <laughs> you got this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and you're basically morons. Yeah, and I'm much. like, well, <laughs> we did it live. <laughs> like you, you could have been here and granted yeah. it's a bad time for him uh, just in terms of, you know, how late it is and everything. But I just, <laughs> I'm like, I like the idea that people can tell us where we're off and sometimes we'll be like, oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Like for instance, Ross telling you that you were totally off base on Bounty Hunters was <laughs> good. It was good that we could get that truth out there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving Why don't on. we just do like one more then we got to move on. Honestly, we can save yeah. the rest for next week. Okay. So why don't we do, hold on. Uh, since this is always a thing every round, with regards to auto-deployment, um, granted, when your opponent does this against you, it's pretty much a guaranteed free win for you. However, it can prevent you from full clearing and completing several feats, especially in 3v3. Would you like to see them change how auto-deployment is done and instead of deploying to the top of the roster, it deploys to the very bottom of the roster so you can maximize your banners and feats. Um, uh, there's no good answer to this, frankly. I hate the way it currently is because you're right. Like it does just prevent a lot of, it prevents fun. It's just stupid. Um, I think maybe one, way, one thing they could do is take from the middle just like cut the top 20% off of each roster and just place from the middle and then deploy by faction. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you know, you have your top five Jedi who aren't in the top 20%. They're not in the top or the bottom 20%. And maybe you get a leader uh, for them and maybe you don't, but it, like they're out, they all probably have some loose synergy you know, like have the game kind of pick and choose a little bit, have a little, like they have complex enough AI to plan something like that. And to me, then it would be a little more like, oh, I'm, I'm facing something, something thematic. Like I get to face some random Jedi and beat them, but it's not going to just be a total walk in the park where you're just destroying gear one guys either. 
because that that feels a little unfair as well like i already felt a little cheated when solo ha- had to face his uh his first opponent who auto deployed because that's that's a free win for him and if we're competing in the ga challenge or ga center thing like that's just one win that i have to earn that he like <laughs> he didn't have to win it like no offense to you solo you oh, probably sure. want to beat the guy but like it's yeah. he's it's an auto win for you in that win column and so if if they then started giving people uh the auto deploy with the awful squads in the in the bottom of the roster it's like not only did they get a win, they also got to maximize their banners to an extreme. And I can't, I, I don't get that. Like I haven't faced an auto deploy for my main account for a very long time. And I'm not wishing for it, but I also, I my sense of fairness and envy, um, you know, just demand something a little bit uh, different than that. Yeah. I. I hate the current system as it is because it does, by definition, just create a couple unbeatable teams. Like it, well, if I were to auto deploy in three v three, I'm looking at my roster right now. The teams that they, uh, the first team in the section would be Ray, General Skywalker, and then Jedi Training Ray. Um, and, like, that would be a brutal team for somebody to go up against when you figure the very next team that they have to face would be Supreme Leader Kylo, Jedi Knight Luke, and KRU Unmasked. <laughs> like, those are two brutal teams that would get auto-deployed. Um, and so I don't think the answer is just giving a bunch of level one characters I do like your idea. I, I was literally thinking it as you were saying it, of it deploys by faction. But even then, I don't know. So I, I think it's more of something along the lines of if you auto-deploy, it deploys by, like, faction. And if you decide to attack, you get half points or something. Like, there's a penalty that you can't win. But... Sure. At the same time, your opponent or the person that's actually fighting the auto-deploy isn't punished as well. Because right now, you get a win, but you're punished at the same time. Like you were talking earlier about people that don't full clear, and so they're they're winning and they're struggling to make Kyber. Like if I needed three full clears to make Kyber in the final week and I got an auto-deploy, I would be so pissed. I would be so pissed. Because I'm going to get the win, but not the full clear, um, and I don't, I, I, I wouldn't like that to happen to somebody. You know, um, yeah, it's right now. It's it's annoying. I, I wish, yeah. I wish they would make it like easier for us to clear it, but not. I don't know. There's not really a great answer to it, because I also want a match too. I'm like. Right. If someone, if I go through all this trouble of crafting a really nuanced defense, and I'm I play at a really high level, and then my opponent just like doesn't attack, I, I'm just like really like all I had to do was kill one of your squads and I win. <laughs> like it's just, it just it's so anticlimactic, and so I don't know. It, it would be nice too to give the guys a tool to if they did auto deploy. It's like because 
I, I've seen, I haven't actually experienced it myself, but I, I've had seen people say like, I've, they, they to show the, the messages they have between their opponent and their opponent's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sick to my stomach. Uh, uh, like I forgot to, to deploy and I totally meant to, I'm sorry you had to go through that BS. And then neither of you get to have fun. It would be fun if, right. if in that situation, your opponent was penalized because they didn't get to choose the teams that were deployed. But at the same time, like they still have a little bit of wiggle room to actually make things interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like leave, leave them, leave them some morsels from the top and the bottom or in the middle. <laughs> I, I don't know. So that's that's kind of my thought. But yeah. who knows? Who knows? Indeed. Just maybe make the people who auto deploy just ban them from the game forever. <laughs> No. CG doesn't do perma bans. Have you not watched videos? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Have them ban them from the game for 900 years. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got through most of the podcast questions. We'll save a couple of these for next week. Um, and then I'm sure there's going to be a ton more to answer next week as well. And we will catch up eventually. But let's kind of breeze through this, these last two sections. Um, we both have alts. Uh, your alt is is still Division Three, right? It is, and I yeah. think I'll be able to manage to get Division Three one more season. Nice. So, how um, how did Division Three treat you this week? Just pretty typical stuff. Of, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I won't I won't say I'm bored with it uh it's it's fun to win it's fun to use all my teams at this point though like i just keep getting such crazy mismatches that i haven't really i i'm forgetting now which week it was there was one guy who i think it was last week actually the guy had the same banners as me lifetime banners that i still beat him pretty hard um the roster that i've created on that account is really cool i think it's a testament just to the theory of it of keeping your relics super low because I, I have a really i have most of the most of the characters unlocked they have most of them geared to a pretty high level uh but my relics are so low like it guarantees almost that i'm not going to face someone with a galactic legend like ever i don't i don't see how that would be possible uh really and so I'm facing these guys. It's like a surprise when they have General Skywalker. And so uh, this week, there's a guy who went the, the full stupid route and went, uh, like, he put all his good teams on defense. And I was able to slowly clear him. So people have already, I've had actually two different people ask me how my General Grievous lost to their bounty hunters, to the bounty hunter <laughs> team. And it was like, well, that's not the ideal anyways. In 3v3, bounty hunters can absolutely be Grievous. Um, but the other piece is in uh, just in the greater context, Grievous, that was all I had, basically. Like I I was down I was down to my dregs and they had really high relic bounty hunters because the guy just placed all his teams on defense and then he couldn't beat me at all. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Like increase my relic levels, but then I will have to actually put thought into my alt battles. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So three and oh, and at some point at the end of the season, I will figure out what my total record is or total win streak. I must be somewhere around 60 wins in a row on that account though. So, um, so yeah, it's been fun. 
to some degree. We'll see what this week holds. And what about you, Solo? Uh, you play a much higher GP account than I do yes. for your alt. Uh, how how did Liam do this week? Um, I went three zero this week. It's you know none of the fights were particularly difficult. I've reached the point on my alt. I hate doing suicide ray. Um, it's it's just painful. So basically, what I do if I face another ray owner, I place my ray on defense. Uh, expecting them to place their ray on defense. Now, I do have a plan, and I can beat um, if they put ray on defense. I just don't if I don't have to. If I've won the first six battles or first seven battles and I'm going to win, um, I'll just take the win because it's an all. I don't want to sit there and deal with all of that. Um but if I need to clear that ray because they were more efficient in the battles, I'll just go in and suicide ray it and clear the board. Um, so my alt account is just like my main account. I'm eight and one on the alt account this season. I think my alt account is 3,000 banners less than my main account, though, because there were three, <laughs> three rounds that I didn't have to didn't have to clear their galactic legend and so i just i just didn't um <laughs> it's a nice luxury to have it it is i'm still gonna make kyber on it like i'm not i'm not worried um i i just if i don't have to do it i'm i'm just not going to it's because it, it's supposed to be for fun damn it that's that's why i'm running this all um but yeah so i finished the week three no i am on uh, I'm keeping even with my main account. Nice. Yeah, you've yeah. you've done well. Yeah. Uh, though it's funny because on my alt, because I'm four thousand banners behind my main account, it does mean that I have to win at least once, <laughs> at least once um this week, which shouldn't be a problem. I mean, winning once shouldn't be a problem, but I I do have to actually try at least one of these fights yeah my main i had i definitely have to win at least one to make kyber i think one yeah. is enough though i mean gosh that'll be embarrassing if i lose two after i finally get ray but <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would just be a kick to the balls <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that next week yes <laughs> we'll follow up on that i'll let everyone be distracted by mort's uh mort's talk at, so uh, so I can I can have the distraction of yeah, saving my face. So anyways, um, we are, we're always upgrading our roster solo. We are uh, trying to get an edge in Grand Arena. And also, not only to get an edge, but because this is a roster advancement game and it's fun to do that, damn it all. Um, so even if we're maybe, we could be motivated to uh, or have some motivation to not uh, upgrade our roster and, and whatnot, uh, we're always going to be doing it. And what what kind of changes have you enacted on your account so far this week? Uh, in the past week, it, not much, to be honest with you, because I, I've been gearing up Mon Mothma. Um, she requires a lot of Kyrotex, <laughs> so 
she's at gear 10. She's one Kyra Tech away from gear 11 now. Um, I also, so my Poggle, uh, all of my Geos are R5 right now because other than Poggle, because three of them um, are outside my matchmaking GP. So I just got them to R5 because that team is just, it just destroys everybody I face with them now. Um, and so it felt really bad looking at the Geo tab and seeing Poggle in yellow. <laughs> so I'm working on Poggle as well. Uh, he is, he actually, he's going to go gear 13. Let's see. I need about 21 more Chirotech. So he's, he's going to go gear 13 probably tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, depending on the stores, uh, if the kind I need pop up in the Grand Arena store. Because I have enough currency to get those 21 Chirotechs. And then he'll go R5 and my Geos will be all matchy-matchy. Yeah. Let's not say matchy-matchy again. No, no, no. I think we're going to keep with it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> other than matchy-matchy, I do think uh, Poggle is a pretty uh, is a pretty good uh, investment. It, well, yeah. Dom it, has talked about his Poggle having a ridiculous, he's like like 80k base yeah. health or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's even more than that. It, I was like, really? He gets that high? So... My problem with Poggle right now, uh, being at gear 12, is I use Geos a lot for new teams in 5v5 Grand Arena. And um, I need... <laughs> My biggest fear is Django using his big hit and just wiping out Poggle in one shot. I'll still win the fight, but, you know, you lose the banners because you lose Poggle. So getting him up to gear 13 and R5... Will hopefully stop most Django's taking them out in one shot. That's hmm. that's the goal. Good point, because that's three banners you can't get back. Exactly. Um, so I didn't do much on my account this week, but I am happy with what I'm working on. Uh, what about you? What did you do this week? Well, I already talked about it some, but I got <laughs> Ray, so no big deal. No. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. I, I now have double Galactic Legends for other people to complain about. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, let's hope they do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we'll see how Ray does. I even put mods on her before I hit uh, GA, GA lock. So I saw see. that. You have her health up at like 225k. I was glad yeah. to see that. Yeah, I don't know if it's good. I just, I was like, what mods do I have available that might give people a, a harder time because I, I don't have I didn't have time to like really really fine-tune yeah my uh my modding and I can so tell I was like, I'm looking at your modding now <laughs> but oh, no thanks getting all judgy as, no as actually will do so you have you have your ray uh modded if you remember, what, not, it wasn't this past week, the week before that, I lost to a Ray with my Kylo because she was so slow that she entered her ultimate. I entered my ultimate after she started hers, and I came out of my ultimate before she finished hers, and then I died. And so your Ray is um, modded perfectly for that <laughs> at only 461 speed. <laughs> 
I just want, uh, well, that was part of my goal actually was to make her slow. And I know people are going to, going to catch flack for that. Like it's it's legitimately a concern when it's like, she goes into her ultimate and then Kylo's the only one standing. And it's like, do I pop ultimate now? When do I pop it? Yep. I, so I, I didn't think about it when that happened. Um, I should have, but I've actually gotten pretty good at timing out ultimates just because in Ray mirror matches before I had Jedi Knight Luke, I was putting the weapons tech on Ray and that messes with the turn meter. So it messes with the ultimate. So I I've gotten pretty good at figuring that out, but it's very easy to catch somebody off guard. So, um, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if you get whole. Well, you don't have the ultimate right now, so it really doesn't matter. But starting next round, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I'm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the fact is, in three v three, especially. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It Someone doesn't. takes Supreme Leader Kylo against me, and That's they get seven banners. They get 47. That yeah. someone takes the best Supreme Leader Kylo in the game against me with Ray plus two randoms, they get 47 banners. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, like it might be a pretty dominant win on their end, but it doesn't matter. And if they want to take an off meta counter against her, then they probably lose. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally happy in 3v3. <laughs> her modding is exactly what I, where I wanted it. Right. Um, anyway, Solo, we've been going for over two hours, and it's been, been enjoyable. And it is 3.15 in the morning, so it's definitely a good time to wrap it up. I agree. So, with that said, we have other things, if people liked what they're hearing um, and seeing, I guess, if you're watching it live uh, or, or on our YouTube channel. We have a bunch of... Um, if you like this stuff, we, we also, we do a live stream on Fridays. We also have our own YouTube stuff. Uh, we, have, we have like two, almost too much content for one person to actually watch all of it and consume all of it. Uh, but that being said, if you want more, there is much, much more. And Solo is going to tell you how to find it. <laughs> uh, so the answer is in the stuff below <laughs> or in the description below. That's true on Twitch, and though I need to expand that section, and it's also true uh, if you're listening to this podcast as well, and it's also true for our YouTube video. So uh, we have a Discord channel we've talked about multiple times tonight. It's a Grand Arena-focused Discord channel. A lot of people there to uh, talk to you and to help if you have questions. Uh, It's a very friendly Discord channel too, which I like. Everyone's everyone's willing to help, um, even if Zareth or I aren't around. Um, so you can find that in the link below. It's just a, um, our Discord. Now we both do YouTube videos. Um, we record. Obviously, we're streaming all of our Grand Arena rounds. We then put those rounds up on YouTube. You can find my YouTube by just you. Uh, searching my name, which is S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. You can find Zaret's YouTube by just searching for his name, X-A-E-R-E-T-H. 
that will bring you to both of our pages. Um, please leave a subscribe on YouTube. We would appreciate it. And it will help you get notifications for when we post our rounds. Um, now, what we do with that is we put a timestamp links in every one of our YouTube videos. And we then take those timestamped links and we go to a Google document that we have. Uh, you can find the link below or in every one of our YouTube videos for this Google document and it is a list of counters. And what we do is we take, um, on the left side, we list the entire team we faced. On the right side, we uh, list the entire team that we uh, used to beat it. And then we have the timestamped link to the YouTube video so you can watch the counter so you can see how strong of a counter it is. You can see what steps we use to win. And you can see if you even want to use the counter. If there are any specific notes on it, for instance, this counter worked, but it wasn't good. We will put that um, in a note section to the right. And with that said, I think that's it. Um, we do have a Gambit Podcast YouTube, though, as well. So you can search for us, Gambit Podcast uh, and SWGOH, and you will find us. And if you miss the podcast, if you miss our Friday live streams, they will be posted on YouTube as well. So, uh, you know, the timing doesn't always work to catch us live anymore, uh, but you can catch the Friday live streams on YouTube. They'll just be posted um, at least 24 hours later because that's what Twitch makes us do. And with that said, Zareth, I think it is time. I think it's time to say goodnight. I believe you're correct, Solo. Um, it's been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for all of your input. Um, thank you to some of you for spamming our chat. Huh. It come entirely. Uh, <laughs> no. um, we, we really appreciate how, uh, how many people uh, have contributed and are listening. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, here's to another... Just do another like 20 years of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope this game's going 20 years. We'll have uh, <laughs> we'll have Clone Sergeant's child or something as a character at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we will we'll catch you Friday night. Again, Fruit Ninja Mike will be on with us. And then next Monday, the last man that left a comment in the chat, good old Fort Mort, will be on the podcast with us as well. So with that said, remember, evil sucks. And... Have a good week, everyone. And don't be a dick. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>